0: Shelby and Matt,
1: hello, Shelby. It's yes. a good week to be alive,
0: <laughs> yes, especially compared to last week. I I was fielding a lot of panicked uh texts and concerning um Instagram stories from you, but how are you
1: feeling? <laughs> Wait, what do you, what do you mean? What, I was sending you panic texts,
0: <laughs> yeah, just from like tuesday night to like, oh yeah oh to yes like saturday early morning yes you know, uh-huh yes until around uh-huh.
1: like
0: i guess 10 a.m maybe pa- panicked time panicked yeah. but getting
1: less panicked as it was going yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah as yeah, the week progressed sure. i got less panicked i got more hyped <laughs> got more excited yeah. Your
0: optimism mm-hmm. found its way. It was inspiring to see. Honestly,
1: yes. Tuesday during the day, full panic. When, <laughs> yeah. Tuesday evening, going into Wednesday morning, meltdown. And then we re- regrouped. So yeah,
0: yeah. And New York, obviously. Uh, I mean, a lot of cities were having celebrations when Joe Biden was officially announced um, as the president elect. And you got to you got to witness that IRL.
1: I was in Central Park, like, eating bagels and drinking coffee with a friend, and all of a sudden, we started hearing, like, honking and sort of, like, conversations around us, and we were like, wait, did this just happen? Did it just happen? <laughs> and then we were by the fountain, and so we walked over there, and everyone was, like, screaming and cheering. It was just a very cool yeah, moment to, so like, magical. be alive. I know. It, it was great.
0: Emo to watch all those videos
1: i know i know shelby you should you should move back that's a sign come (laughs) back to new york
0: town it's like dead so like well yes that's also (laughs) true yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yes there was there was nobody around
0: (laughs) i for one um held on to my dead pessimism until um probably my favorite story of the week broke which was um, the Four Seasons debacle. <laughs> yes. Saturday. Four afternoon. Seasons total
1: landscaping. Mm, I loved A it. favorite, it was
0: iconic. Yeah, I. I mean, because I, you know, I'm I'm definitely like, politically active, and that has meant that I'm aware of a lot of stuff, and and mm-hmm. that just has burdened me for years, and um, I just it's hard for me to believe in hope anymore, and like good things happening, mm-hmm. but. So when Biden was announced, I was obviously excited, but I was also like, oh, Trump's not going to let this go. We're going to be like into December before this is officially decided. And like, who knows what will happen in that time? And like, oh, what is Trump going to do? He's so evil, blah, blah, blah. And then like a gift from from God above. I <laughs> I just saw this story unfold where um, Trump himself tweeted that his team was going to be holding a conference in Philadelphia. We're in, yeah, Philadelphia at the Four Seasons, <laughs> and, then, and then he he deleted that and tweeted not Four Seasons Four Seasons local landscaping. And then it turns out that there was just this conference held in this really, like, sketchy parking lot of this totally local, like, random landscaping company that was between, I think, a crematorium and a sex shop. And Rudy Giuliani (laughs) was there talking about voter fraud. And as it happened, that's when... Every every network called Joe Biden's victory and everyone kind of left because they realized there was no story here. And just the landscaping twist. I just really want to get into it. I just love this story. I feel like it's straight out of Veep or like a Nathan for you episode. Like it was just so iconic in the saddest, most, most pathetic way. And I, (laughs) I really enjoyed it
1: i i haven't been able to figure out like how exactly oh, no. <laughs> they ended up like clearly someone screwed up the like the booking or something, yeah. but I'm confused it's the, how the per- like if you're the person who works at this landscaping company and someone just calls you and is like hey uh can the president of the united States have a press conference in your parking lot like how do you even
0: you say yes
1: i guess (laughs) i guess you just go with it like i'm not asking any questions like sure book this oh
0: yeah i'm getting a raise for this one well that's what's funny too is there isn't like clear answers and obviously anything coming out of the white house is like gonna be suspect because they're trying to save face or whatever Mm -hmm. the the working theories i've seen that seem credible is obviously the funniest one which is that Someone thought they booked the Four Seasons Hotel, but actually accidentally <laughs> booked this parking lot, which is kind of unlikely if you think about it, because obviously, you know, you'd imagine right. the fee is different or something yeah. would have alerted someone.
1: How would they even have fees? <laughs> like, you don't book out your landscaping parking lot. Like They're like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. How like, would you sure. even... Wild.
0: But then the other one, this was probably more likely, is that, I mean, it wasn't a more Trump-friendly part of Philadelphia, which was hard to find because Philadelphia tends to be a very democratic city, and so they wanted to stay somewhere where they wouldn't face a lot of um, counter-protest. So that's an idea, but why they would choose this sad...
1: Why not like a park (laughs) or something? It's just, yeah. yeah.
0: And so then the other one was that they had someone at the... At the landscaping company, who was going to announce some like big? Oh, I witnessed this fraud, and I'm a, I have proof, you know. But then they chickened out. But the total landscaping themselves were released a statement that was like, "Yeah, no, we. I mean, we were glad to host, but we didn't have any." <laughs>
1: we We were just as confused as you were
0: and and they just went along with it and they're like we believe in democracy and would have welcomed any presidential campaign to our parking lot and now they have merch so they're going to be rolling in the dough
1: soon Honestly, I one of my friends texted me and was like, "Isn't the best Halloween costume ever next year? Like three people going <laughs> as the crematorium, the like adult video store, and then total or uh, four seasons total landscaping." Uh, Iconic. Wild, Iconic. Hon- Iconic. and that honestly, I think does does count as pop culture news. That's yeah. really not even political. It's basically oh, it pop so culture funny. at this yeah. point. Yeah,
0: everyone on Twitter was loving it. Comedians, like It, it is just ripe for the jokes and i think it will go down in history as like a very memorable moment not only in this in this campaign but in trump's presidency and in everyone who's involved in it just rudy giuliani screaming into the air as he finds out that (laughs) biden was called it really did lift my spirits in a way that i wasn't anticipating i was like oh okay like this really is the end you know it
1: Mm -hmm. i mean you best believe that Four Seasons Total Landscaping is going to have the resurgence that those stairs up in the Bronx had with uh oh, yes. with Joker, where it's just like everybody who goes to Philadelphia. Well, I mean, I guess people aren't really touring right now, but it's like I could really? see people being like, We gotta go get a picture with Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Like, won't that be a hoot?
0: Oh yeah. I've seen it on like Zoom call backgrounds. Like it's mm-hmm. it's gonna have its moment and you know what I'm happy for them. What it's a the new
1: Tiger King. What
0: a time. <laughs>
1: Well, people were in a good mood this week. We also got an email and we got a review. So I'll read those. The review is from Amy is here who said five stars. Casey Musgraves. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I've been listening and enjoying the podcast for a while now, but Matt's recent Casey Musgrave shout out better late than never. I mean, very late (laughs) at this point is what prompted me to finally let you know how great I think you guys are. Thanks for the constant entertainment. You know, it's interesting because then the last review we got was for Hubie Halloween. So I truly feel like people are really coming out for my uh, opinions. Yeah, I need to start dishing out more of these.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that is an option. Um, uh, I'm glad it inspired this review. That's very generous. And, um, you know, I did listen to the album and I found it very listenable. You know, it was unoffensive. And um, yeah, so.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> so, like very so. chill, like good, like work music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah just it's a vibe it
0: on in the car and we were like, OK, you mm-hmm. know, what? this isn't the worst thing Matt has ever recommended. And um, for that, we were <laughs> grateful.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's good. Uh, mm. uh Uh, okay so then we also got a recommendation email on something for us to cover for the podcast um from austin and he really lays this out so i'm gonna read this full email for you because i feel like he really hits on all the points here um (laughs) i okay i hope you're both doing well and aren't suffering emily and paris withdrawals i mean i am but that's (laughs) I'm reaching out because I have a suggestion for a show that you can cover on the pod, Cobra Kai. I recently discovered this YouTube Red turned Netflix original show, and it is fantastic. Matt mentioned that he's looking for 20 to 30 minute shows that are easy to watch in the time of like in the time of Corona. And this totally fits the bill. It has just the right balance of cheesiness and stakes to keep you invested without stressing you out, as well as a strong balance between drama and socially relevant comedy. Now, I know that as soon as Shelby finds out that the show is about karate, that she's going to get turned (laughs) off because it is seemingly macho man undertones.
0: (laughs) Okay, no. First of all, I knew what it was. And second of all, I've seen Karate Kid. Okay, so... (laughs) That's Are you turned
1: off by the uh by the scenically macho man undertones, Shelby?
0: <laughs> no, it's more that I just I don't have an attachment to karate kids, so I just always felt like it would go over my I just wouldn't well. care, you know? <laughs>
1: He says there's plenty of diversity and girl power To compensate for this oh, okay, The first good. two seasons are currently available on Netflix And the third is going to be released on January 8th A perfect time for catch up And to cover it on the pod I'm not alone in liking this show either As it currently has a 96% critic Critic score on Rotten Tomatoes And a 93% audience score Thanks for your consideration <laughs> So he really did all the research <laughs> for did. this, which I'm impressed. Thank I you. I have
0: heard good things, but I mean, oh, look at that! I'll be gone. Oh, rats! I just—that's too bad. I just. Oh.
1: I I feel like Cobra Kai. <laughs> we sort of missed it whenever it whenever that second season came out uh, during this quarantine i feel like that would have been the sweet spot for it to for <laughs> us to cover it unfortunately there must have been something slightly more pressing for us to talk about although maybe not uh, yeah. but i think that there are movies coming out in the next you know couple of months maybe so i don't know we'll see but i'll keep it under advisement for when shelby's on maternity leave so yeah. it's it's possible <laughs> it's possible
0: oh, so are you planning on doing uh, weekly episodes I think so. Wow. We didn't ever talk about this. So Yes we did <laughs> Shelby. Who were who's replacing me?
1: Well, I'm just gonna get random people.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. It's fine. I you know, I understand life changes when you have a baby and it and um you know life goes on for other people and i i just have to remind myself of that and
1: uh you just- told me <laughs> at some point you were like and you can keep doing episodes of, i did not make this up <laughs> You said okay, this to okay. me.
0: It's fine. It's fine. It's just the hormones are just emotional. <laughs> I'm just like
1: Oh well that's why I'm not getting just one person. I'm getting a lot of different people because I didn't <laughs> okay, want you to feel yeah, like, you know, I had replaced yeah, you. Right. These yeah, okay. these are just gonna be a bunch of loser fill ins. <laughs> Honestly, I hate them already.
0: Perfect. Well, hopefully they'll have more in for more news to work with because I feel like this week we didn't have a ton of celebrity um pop news. At least that I could find. Maybe I was just buried under I all mean- <laughs> this political commentary I was following.
1: Let's be real. I I spent zero time doing anything <laughs> this week, including my actual job. I, I, I spent all of my time just refla- refreshing blog posts like... Yeah looking at vote counts on weird counties in in like Pennsylvania so really it was a wash this afternoon or this morning I sort of had to be like okay uh let me find some news stories that we can talk about (laughs) that aren't about this election I could talk probably for another 45 minutes about Maricopa County and Allegheny Mm -hmm. County and Pima County and you know all of this random geography that I now know yeah. About mail no, yeah. in ballots, provisional ballots. Like yeah. stick to yeah. what you're good at. <laughs>
0: like <laughs> no one's hear LOL. you talk about this, you know? in pop okay. culture.
1: But there is one story that I found that I feel like we needed to address, uh, okay. that was truly like the the armpit of Okay, I the hope it's not the only other
0: story I have prepared. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it about Johnny Depp? No.
0: Oh, I mean it is. But you oh. know, was a reaction to realizing that. Yeah, we have the same story, and it's
1: okay. That. I mean, well, like, okay, uh, I'll let you save that one. Then I have a, I have another one. I have oh, another okay. one. Okay.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. What's your other story then? <laughs> my other
1: story is that Blue Ivy Carter is narrating an audiobook.
0: <laughs> I had that one too. She, <laughs> she's eight years old. <laughs> Like I guess this is a story. I don't know what we can say about it, really. But yeah, exciting times for the uh, Beyonce. Can household. she
1: even? I mean, I'm sure. She, I guess you can read <laughs> can by read? eight. But like, when
0: did you learn to read, Matt? Like, come on, are you joking?
1: <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: when did I start learning to read, or when was I a good enough reader that I could read an audio book?
0: <laughs> well, it's like a those are different book.
1: ages, I guess. It,
0: I think it's just a picture book, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yes, but still, how old? Is, like, she's eight years old. When I, <laughs> I guess, mean, she's mm, old enough
0: know. to manage Beyonce's career. She's old enough to read that's an true. Book. Okay? That's true. That's true. Like, let her live her life. She's starting an empire, and um, I'm proud of the move she's making. Do you think uh, Beyonce is pulling a Chris Jenner and doing like ten percent of all of Blue Ivy's um <laughs> income? You know, is I mean,
1: I I I'd have no idea even how that would work with money for like I I guess <laughs> maybe child. you would all go into like a trust or something because she's eight and then she would get it later on.
0: No, this is just like free spending money to get her next Birkin or something.
1: You don't make that much money as an audiobook reader, so I mean, well, I wonder if, if, you're if this Blue was just Ivy for free.
0: Carter, I mean, you think there's something in it for her, you know?
1: I mean, I'm sure there is, but it's not like like the audiobook publisher is not. They don't have millions of dollars to be spending on this. Yeah, I mean, I think yes. a traditional audiobook reader fee is like five thousand bucks.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, and that's for, for like, a and that no, yes, yes, that okay. I mean, I work in publishing. Yes, yes, <laughs> you do not make a lot of money for reading your own audiobook. And also, those like the five thousand dollar fee is for actual audiobooks, not for a picture book. So I don't. <laughs> but it's we for have the book. Questions? Yeah. It's for Hair Love, which is a book that was based on a short that was uh that won. I think it won the best mm-hmm. Oscar for animated short last year, two years ago. Yeah. Um. So I was also a little confused as to like okay it was a mo- it was a movie and then they're turning it into a picture book and then now they're making an audio book I didn't know if there was some kind of synergy sort of thing where like Beyonce's like management company or something mm. worked on the movie I you know I feel like there's something going on like in the back channel that we're unaware of
0: right probably I mean it's the Illuminati so.
1: Well, yes, that as well. Yeah.
0: I mean, good for her, happy for her, excited to see where this takes her. Maybe it is just something she wants to do, like, full term. Is She's not a singer, uh, she's not an actress, but maybe she can be an audiobook reader.
1: I mean, honestly, love that for her. Not super yeah. <laughs> lucrative, I don't think, but you know what? She'll can. She she'll live <laughs> off her parents' money. She
0: doesn't need, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need a career, she just needs a hobby, so...
1: So then, wait, Shelby, do you have a story that we could talk about this week?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was excited about this one. Um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. uh, Oh, wow. I had this one, too. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, It came out earlier in the week, so it was kind of buried under the weight of the U.S. election. But... Um, seems was, on purpose, but yeah, yes, yeah, he was formally he announced himself that he was formally asked to resign from Fantastic Beasts after he lost his uh, legal battle against, I think, in the UK. Because this is this is a complicated story and it's messy and there's a lot of he said she said, and basically it comes down to the divorce proceedings between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, where both of them accuse the other one of abusing physically, emotionally, mentally, and and now has turned into a issue of uh, libel and uh, uh, you know just bad a bad energy for both parties. Um, so Johnny Depp's Case in the UK fell through, and the judge ruled that the claims from this tabloid were substantially true. And so that was just too much bad press, I guess, for Warner Brothers. And they decided that they would rather recast the pasty Grindelwald than to have Johnny Depp keep playing him, Uh, which, you know, might turn out to be a win win because, frankly, I didn't think he was that good in it. And also, I do feel like it's interesting that they're focusing their attention on removing him from the from the you know visible forefront of these films, when the creator has been enmeshed in even more drama uh, as J.K. Rowling has continued to buckle down on sort of on her very transphobic views and. Um, and has talked a lot about cancel culture, but has yet to be canceled because she still has this five-part movie deal with Warner Brothers that they haven't spoken about.
1: I mean, I'm sure that the movie deal is is something, is like contractual or whatever. Okay. I mean, I, I guess I don't know about that. But this is wild because it is a merger of like about 16 different things gone yeah. wrong in this film <laughs> franchise where... When they first hired Johnny Depp to play this role, Mm -hmm. people were protesting and saying, he's a wife beater, we don't want him in this. And both Warner Brothers and J.K. Rowling came out with these statements that were like, no, Johnny Depp's great, he's so talented, he's such a good actor, we stand by this, we support him, Like we're glad that he's in this role. Which is crazy that then, however many years later now, they're (laughs) asking him to leave. It sort of feels like, well, you were the one who made this. like You should kind of have to line it. I mean, I agree that they should get rid of him. But at the same time, it's like you were the ones who were like we said that you should get rid of him years ago. And you were so supportive. And really nothing has changed other than (laughs) now. It's not like he's abused more people. It's just that now this case has gone through. But then also you have the J.K. Rowling stuff where her stock is on the decline and more and more people, I think, are upset with her. And for whatever reason, it seems to me in my kind of, limited social circles and dealing with this that Harry Potter has sort of been like plucked and removed from the JK Rowling (laughs) franchise. It's like everybody can still like Harry Potter. You can still like the movies. You can still read the books, like whatever, as long as you don't like buy new copies or whatnot, (laughs) but that the rest of her works yeah, the rest of her works like the Fantastic Beast stuff, her mystery novels, this new book that's coming out, the her new picture book. It's like all of that is shunned. No, we cannot support it. So, the Fantastic Beast movies feel like they're going to take a hit already because there's going to be a lot of people who don't want to watch them because they don't want to support J.K. Rowling. And then the third pillar in all of this is that the second Fantastic Beast movie was not good and people did not like it. So... So it's like you're going into the third movie of a supposedly five movie franchise with people already not liking the movie, with people already not liking the author. And now you're replacing one of the main actors in the franchise. It's just like, this is a disaster. If I was Warner Brothers, I'd be like, let's cut the losses and move on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really I mean, and it's been delayed because of coronavirus. So and it's like a five part plan five part movie Mm -hmm. plan and so it's like we're only on chapter three and it's already just just burdened by so much that yeah i just don't understand at all the attachment to this story because i frankly have hated every single moment and if you doubt that you can go listen to our podcast episode about it um i don't remember what number it's been a while since then but we did cover this crimes of grind of old one and it was bad I mean, the first one I think was
1: okay, but the second one definitely had a lot of issues, and... The second one also did not make as much money as they needed it to make. Yeah. I think that they thought it was going to be this big cash cow of a franchise that was going to live off mm-hmm. the Harry Potter glory, and it really has not done that. And also a lot of the actors in that franchise have come out against J.K. Rowling in the whole transgender issue thing. So well, I don't understand...
0: star, Eddie Redmayne, so you also have that little wrinkle.
1: Didn't he say... I swear that he came out with a statement that was... Oh, he came it.
0: out with a statement where he was like be nice to JK Rowling.
1: <laughs> oh, did he?
0: Yeah. Which is which is doubly ironic because he uh I think was at least nominated for an Oscar for playing a transgender character. And so it was yes. sort of like mm, maybe this wasn't your opportunity to stand up for your friend but yeah it's it's a messy franchise and it's interesting that this is the issue warner brothers dug their heels in but it does feel kind of like the easy out to try and look like they're attempting some sort of wokeness because yeah i mean grindelwald is obviously an important character but he's also like screen time wise hasn't been a huge feature yet And so they can recast him and then that'll bring interest to the movies again. And it'll be like, Oh, like let's go see. And like, you know, like I said, JK Rowling's part as writer and creator is less visible and so easier for masses to maybe forget that she was a part of, you know, that she's, she's the one (laughs) breaking in the dough for these movies if they ever make it.
1: Well, but I mean that, I guess that probably contractually, they're not allowed to just, like cut her out because I oh, think right. that she's been like a producer and a screenwriter for these. Yeah, but I guess that also sort of doesn't matter because whether or not she's getting the money for screenwriting or producing, she's definitely getting money because this is a Harry Potter property. Mm-hmm. So, and they can't really do anything with that, and because she isn't acknowledging that she has a problem, it's not like she's like I'm going to give all this money to charity or something. Because <laughs> yeah. she's like, no, I'm not doing anything that's an issue so i don't know it's a whole weird disaster i'll be i'll be interested to see kind of how this movie like if this movie actually ever does come out or not (laughs) just because i feel like it could be a situation like the uh divergent movies where you get to a certain point and it's just like it's been so long and nobody's really interested and the actors don't really want to be in it and and it sort of just like peters out into nothing
0: yeah, that or Michael Bay has foretold the future and will be living in a COVID panicked world until twenty twenty eight and Fantastic Beast will be long forgotten as we as we struggle to survive and uh um. supposedly there's a <laughs>
1: vaccine coming. Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, well vaccines can also be the doom. Just look at I Am Legend, you know, so <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, Rain that's of right. Salt
0: all y'all.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, do you have any other news? Because I, I mean, I guess we could talk about the fact that Alex Trebek died, which is really sad, the host of Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. But um,
0: uh, um, no, I don't have any other news. I looked at so many websites, and I just feel like no one has any news except for, uh, you know, political adjacent uh, yes. reactions and. <laughs> mm-hmm we're a pop culture podcast so we really have to just like stick to what we know
1: so true shelby so true uh okay well then let's get into love it or hate it uh which again i truly have nothing to talk about here uh
0: what how are we gonna get a review next
1: week (laughs) i well i was like I haven't, all of the movies that I have watched in the past, like, couple of weeks that weren't, were movies for our next week's podcast, which is, like, our birthday special episode, Mm -hmm. and then I, all of the TV that I watched this week was either A, related to the election, or B, The Queen's (laughs) Gambit, which we're talking about on the Thursday episode, so I was, like, the book that I... So I was like, I guess I have I had this like collection of poems that I was like sort of reading. And I was like, I could talk about that. But but I was like, Shelby's gonna make fun of me if I talk about that. So so I opted for a very alternative route, which is that I discovered this really good new cookie restaurant in New York City. (laughs) That's a chain that I found on Instagram. This
0: is falling apart. Okay. I this
1: podcast is cursed to <laughs> this episode, I tell you. Uh No, I on Instagram I saw these cookies that were that were sweet potato s'more cookies and I was like, darn these look good. And so I was clicking on the link and apparently this is a it's called Chip City and it's this like Like line of cookies that's available at Various places in Mm -hmm. New York And Mm -hmm. there's two locations in Queens So I (laughs) wandered myself on Over there and got some And they were amazing I had like a maple pecan one They're sort of like a LeVan cookie Like that's the vibe Except for the Uh fact that LeVan only always has like the same four flavors and this place switches them up all the time. So there's a pumpkin pie latte one that's going to be available later this week that I was like, okay, well, I got to go back to this cookie place to get this cookie because the other ones are so good. There was like a blueberry cheesecake one that was tasty. I don't know. So anyways, oh that's what I have. If you ever get to New York, which <laughs> you won't because it's the pandemic, <laughs> you should get one of these cookies if these places still open, which they might not be because of the pandemic. Yeah. So really isn't is helpful is to struggle. anyone no this is ridiculous Shelby just go no
0: but I think next time you're in there just be like hey I host a podcast like can you sponsor us and maybe <laughs> we're, get we're a doing promo
1: out of there yeah yes. but <laughs> yeah. We, I've already done the sponsorship for free they don't need to pay me
0: No, but I've already just talked about it you know what that's what you I do guess. okay okay this is what you do see ask them cutting if they the segment. feel if they feel like they've had more like you know uh, engagement over the last week. And if they're like, "Oh yeah, actually we did see a spike on Tuesday evening at our two New York <laughs> Queens yes. restaurants." Then you can be like, "Guess what? You're welcome." Pay me $20 and then yes. We're sponsored that's
1: all it takes. And they're going to be like sir that was for Election parties and I'll be like <laughs> Was it though or was it the fact That I was Planning Matt on buying a cookie a there several it. Days later you know
0: <laughs> Iconic truly Yeah this episode has been Sponsored in part by Chip City's uh, Sweet potato <laughs> s'more Cookie Which you can get if you're one of the lucky Few to live in New York City
1: this episode is from hell. This I is the episode straight <laughs> from hell. Okay,
0: I'm going to end on a high note though because I have a oh, hate gosh. it and I haven't had one of those in a while. Oh,
1: oh, so, okay, good.
0: Yeah. So plot twist, and you're going to hate my hate it. So
1: oh no, this is a
0: chance for redemption. Um, I watched Emma. Period. On... Oh no, I yes, am not going to yes, sit yes, here and deal with yes, this. I did. This is rude. I watched it. Listen, I. I was oh open gosh. to it because I love the book. No. I absolutely love Gwyneth Paltrow's Emma from the 90s. I find this
1: mm, suspect.
0: I listen to you talk about cookies, and I think you can just listen <laughs> to me talk now. <laughs> I'm speaking, okay? I'm speaking. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Mr. Vice President, I'm yeah. speaking.
0: <laughs> um, But anyways um so i watched emma and for the most part i was like okay with it i was like you know this isn't hitting the same vibes that i like from a period piece which which is more like the classics you remember which is like the emma with gwyneth paltrow the sense and Sensibility with um i just forgot all her name yeah emma thompson and alan rickman and um oh yeah just that era of like period pieces obviously Emma has been done before and after that and um, people have played with you know the (laughs) timing of it all Clueless is iconic love it forever Um, but halfway through this movie I was just like very confused by the tone of it all and I know you have talked about how you liked it and enjoyed it. And it came out earlier this year. It was like one of the last theatrical releases before the shutdown from COVID. And so not, a, it kind of like, you know, unfortunately lost some of the, it, people weren't talking about it, let's say that it was, mm-hmm. it was buried yes. by a lot of worse. Yeah. <laughs> lost
1: some momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But, um, it's since been streaming on a couple different sites. I think Hulu and HBO both have it. And so, I don't know. I just, I think the moment where I was like, yeah, this is not working for me. is like the finale where she suddenly gets a bloody nose and it's never explained or justified. And it's during this like big romantic moment that they just decide to play for this weirdly strange laugh. And I was so confused by the tone of it. I just, I didn't understand it. Like, what was your feeling in the theater when you saw that? Like, was it meant to be like a laugh out loud? Like, like I just didn't understand what they were going for.
1: So, okay, here's the thing I'll say (laughs) in my defense of this film that I did watch it. What? Like, nine months ago yeah, and a lot a has happened <laughs> since then uh for me so i do not remember the nosebleed scene it's not standing <laughs> it didn't out to me
0: stick out to you because no it, was so it out did of not. The blue. like it was just he professed his love asked her to marry him and then realized she had a bloody nose and she freaks out and is like i can't marry you because you maybe liked my best friend and then and then it just kind of like weirdly. Maybe you have a weird
1: prejudice against people who have nosebleeds, Shelby. I, have I don't a weird know prejudice
0: about like. Um, like I'm all for you know, uh, changing source material. Like you don't have to follow the book page by page for sure. But it was this very strange <laughs> choice because it's meant to be this moment where you know they've been will they won't they the whole time. It's like mm-hmm. now they're finally getting to share their feelings. And instead of this like moment, this crescendo, it devolves into this weird like gag, which is that she has a bloody nose, says no, and he and storms off. And then there's like another 15, 20 minutes of the movie where they kind of like do give you that happy ending, but it's in like weird piecemeal. And so I was just Mm. very (laughs) confused by the tone of this movie, because obviously Emma is a is a sort of comedy-esque as far as Jane Austen goes like it's much less it's more playful than some of her other novels but the whole film felt kind of like it didn't know what it wanted to be and it sort of felt deranged in the last quarter where I was like what is even happening with these characters
1: I really, th- I liked the vibe of it. I thought it was fun and sort of quirky and funny. I liked the costumes. I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. But I'll say that I read the novel in, I don't know, like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have like a super clear memory of exactly what had happened in the in the book when I was watching the movie. And I had, this was the first version of the movie that yeah. I had ever seen. So yeah. if there were parts of like the book or the movie that were impactful or, or you know an earlier version of the movie i was not coming into it with any of that mm-hmm. so like they could have easily like cut characters added characters whatever and i would not probably have picked up on that that much i just thought that the movie itself was funny and entertaining <laughs> but i wasn't really comparing it to any other version yeah. so i can see how you would if you were coming into it like knowing the story more that you wouldn't like this i mean it's but blasphemy it wasn't even
0: like that like it wasn't even like how dare they change this it was like wait right. what are they trying here like
1: well, yeah you know? i don't <laughs> yes but i also feel like with like with the harry potter books for example like i love mm. the books so there's various parts of the movies where it's not even so much that they change plot points because I'm fine with that, but that they change like the feeling sort of that you get in the book versus what happens in the movie or sort of like the themes to it. And I really get upset with that. And it's like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I hate this so much. But then there's a lots of people who are like, Oh, I've never read the books and they like the various parts of the movie just fine. So I feel like I'm just, came into the movie dumber than you did maybe and that's why i liked it more
0: <laughs> i don't know i mean the point is that i find emma from 1996 still very funny and very charming and you have all the costumes and in the great music and you also have the benefit of tony collette as um as the oh well
1: i did not draft. realize that tony collette was in mm-hmm, this movie if mm-hmm, that's the case mm-hmm, then i must exactly. watch
0: actually so It's still a fun, like, it's not like stuffy is what I'm saying. So it's not like I was like, well, this doesn't fit my pretentious needs. But you guys should all watch the original Emma because it's superior in every way.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Get get yourself a cookie and go watch the old Emma. (laughs) Just a classic.
0: There's like two people who listen to this podcast who can do that to Matt like I don't know how many people live in New York City and have a lot a lot of Queens people live cookies. in New York
1: City no they. They. I think they also have them in Brooklyn okay. there's like a couple <laughs> locations there was just happened to be two locations in Queens which meant right. that I could get the cookie because I was excited I, on, I I saw it on Instagram and I was like 100% this cookie is either going to A be in California because for some reason I only get California restaurants on my Instagram despite having <laughs> never been there or or B, it's going to be someplace it's like only in the West Village and I'm not gonna be anywhere near there. But then when I realized it was like a half mile from my apartment and that I had never heard of this, I it was a it was a euphoric moment for me. And honestly, it was coming in the midst of a great week. So I was on Cloud Nine.
0: Well, if they have Instagram, they must ship. So I look forward to that uh, cookie delivery. They do ship. Um, They do ship. Thank you for thinking of me, Matt. I look forward to taste testing your love it of the week.
1: Oh, my gosh. What if I sent you cookie? I wonder how much it costs. Maybe I'll send you (laughs) cookies for having a baby.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I need. So I'd appreciate that. And um, then we can can talk sponsorship deals and uh, get that nailed down.
1: Okay, well, uh, we will be back on Thursday talking about The Queen's Gambit, the <laughs> Netflix series. Follow us on social media. We're at PSU Wrong. you can leave us a review talking about how much you love the cookies or any of my other takes. You can also send us an email if you have a very well-put-together five-paragraph essay on why we should watch Cobra <laughs> Kai. Um, and we'll be back on Thursday. Bye, everybody.